Hello and welcome to this special installment of the Introverted Poets Podcast, filling in for Lana Jade since she only does audio. I am Jacqueline, also known as Miss Monroe, and tonight we will be hearing a collection of poems and works written by Miguel Ricky Martinez, published by Elusive Publishing, owned by Cindy Bernal Daughtry, author of Looking Into Infinity. Folks can often see Ricky Martinez on a stage reciting poems for Laredo Border Slam and hosting these events at amazing locations such as Los Olvidados Coffee Shop, Rochas, The Rooftop, and other cool locations. Links and ads for Miguel Ricky Martinez events, workshops, and socials will be posted in our episode description below wherever you watch or listen to the Introverted Poets podcast. If you're not familiar with the podcast or are just tuning in, the Introverted Poets Podcast is a safe space for the shy writer or poet. Si hablamos español y esperamos que los envíen un día. Writers submit poems or stories to our email, which is provided in the episode description. Once we receive the email, we then work with the author and do a Zoom call with no cameras. The name of the game is Anonymity. Working with pen names is our thing. Other ways of reaching us and submitting will be posted in the episode description on whichever platform you listen to us on. For the extroverted folks, we now have a video platform like this YouTube channel or wherever you are watching us from. For the shy folks, we still have the audio only portion. It just depends on what you feel comfortable with. Now back with Mr. Martinez, author of this book right here, Broken Reflections, that you can purchase on Amazon and have autographed by him at the Lunada Fest. Details for the f- festivals will be posted on the description for this episode, Broken Reflections. waiting any longer we have Miguel Ricky Martinez here Miguel we want to thank you so much for coming on to the show here at the introverted poets podcast and having so much interest in us we also thank you for your support we saw you rooting for us um, on the Alejandro Fajardo episode so we just want to say thank you um how are you I'm doing great this is a this is an amazing deal um I've had a good amount of book sales lately, so it's like uh, I'm very appreciative for the support. Woo, congratulations, man. I'm so excited to get my copy. Yeah, Broken <laughs> Reflections right here. <laughs> broken Reflections. Uh, I love the title. So um, I just want to ask you a few um, questions here in this interview. Uh, so what got you into writing? Um, I've actually always been a writer, to be honest. English writing has always been like my... It's always been my forte, right? It's always been like my uh, my best subject. So like, but I used to write like music in the in the past, like during middle school, high school. But then I started I started doing it like after high school as well. But I was I never really did anything with it. And like, I got into poetry maybe in like I I love poetry. I love reading quotes and stuff like that. But I was never really a writer at poetry. Yeah. And I started, and it, it sounds cliche because it really started with like. A girl that I was talking to in 2019, I don't want to mention names, but um, she was a big fan of like the arts community and everything like that. She was like, she was into acting and theater yeah. arts and all that. So I was like, let me write her a poem. I'm good. I'm pretty good at writing. So let me do that. So, Aww, that's yeah. Sweet. So, uh, <laughs> so like um, after a while, like, of course, uh, that never really went anywhere. Um, she loved it, but really, she never really, really went anywhere. And I just like, I don't know, I continued writing for some reason. I fell in love with just writing and stuff like that. And during that time, I was going through like certain situations in my life, like, you know, where I broke my rib and stuff like that. So it was like, it, it was kind of my way of like dealing with certain things. And um, before I know it, uh, 2020 came around, you know, something, another situation happened. I was like, you know what, instead of being angry about this, let me go ahead and go perform. I already got like a of that energy. That's awesome. You know, I have some similarities to why I started doing poetry. It was also my first poem was written for a boy. So <laughs> I could definitely feel you on that. <laughs> it's so, funny how that starts. <laughs> what story made you realize that you could write? I mean, you said that you were listening, um, reading a lot of poetry before you decided to start writing yourself. What story? Yeah. 
Is there anything um, specific? Actually, like, you know, uh, I think the story that I kind of wrote was like, it was very personal. It was about depression. And it was the very first poem I ever performed uh, at Loretta Water Slam. It's called a uh, depression poem. I was no good at titles at that time. And I was barely starting. So I was kind of like, depression poem. I guess I'll just call it that. So it's like, you know, and then like, you know, I performed it there and I got a good, uh, I, it was one, it was probably like, probably like the third poem I ever wrote. And, but it was the very first one I ever performed uh, on stage. So a lot of people seem like they could relate to your writing. Of course, it's always it's that poems actually always got a good reaction. You know, Um, I feel like like I went to depression at one point in 2018. And like, I feel like there's more people that have gone through that as well and how they can relate to it. So um, I was actually just writing for myself at the time. But then I still write for myself. But now I also write to set a message. So like I, I tell my stories, but I also like. Um, I kind of write mental health poems as well to like give the message out to people that you know there's always a way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no matter what, like, hand. Yeah. There's always someone who's going through the same thing, and there's always like someone that can relate to your situation and hear you out, which is definitely like a huge issue like around the whole entire world. So it's awesome how you make poems that can relate to people like that. Of course, like. Um, last night I was at AJ's and I had a conversation with this guy that I met, right? Like, you know, um, yeah. these girls that I knew, uh, they're with him and like, we had a conversation. The, the, the word always gets out. Oh, he's a poet, right? So it's just funny, right? Like, you know, and I was telling them about my book. Um, I got a few on sale right now, but, um, you got to talking about like how, like, you know, oh, Laredo, like, you know, in, in Laredo, like, you know, we ha- we live in that culture with machismo, like, us men, like, you know, can't always say how we feel. Yeah, because it's like, like they tell yeah. you, oh, well, you know, if you cry, you're a, you know, a P at word, but yeah. Yeah, it's like, no. word, pussy, but yeah. yeah. And, and I, I used to think like that too, right? And I, I guess it's kind of true in a way, but you it's know what I mean? Like, toxic masculinity, yeah. like, you know, men are, men should be able to feel too. They're like, we're all human beings. It doesn't matter whether you're a woman, woman or a man, everybody feels the same type of emotions. So that's a great thing that, you know, you bring things like topics like that up to in your, in your writing. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, um, and it was like a real good conversation. Like, you know, um, he made some valid points, but, uh, you know, for me, I kind of like, I'm my, He's own, his own person too, I can tell, right? But I'm my own person, like, you know what I mean? I kind of like, from that situation I went through, I was kind of like, you know what? I used to be that person that used to keep things bottled up. Some things I still do, but most things, like, you know, I know that need to be talked about. So it's like, you know, I, I know what it feels like, and I'm pretty sure you know what it feels like, um, and other people as well. You know what it feels like when you bottle something deep inside, like, for so long, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you're going to, like, it just, you it, it weighs, yeah. it weighs you down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. so it's definitely better to just, you know, write it down. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. um, I know you like to read and stuff. So, like, what type of books does it, like, your soul gravitate towards? And, and here's the funny thing. It's, like, I was never actually, like, uh, I was never very big on buying books. Yeah. But I was, but I would, like, you know, I would always, like, if I would go to the library or something, I used to be. But then as I got older, I kind of stopped. But I, I used to, like, I remember I used to, I love like the, the the life kind of books, right? Like, you know, I remember being a kid and like having chicken soup for the soul. Oh, the I love are, those. I, those. I actually have cool. one of those books right now, the Dream Dictionary or Dream. It's yeah, a book about dreams. And it kind of like just says the stories of people dreams. And some of them are like premonitions and some of them are just yeah. like what they realize from it. But those were my favorites too, because I love the poetry ones too. Like yeah. those were my first favorite poetry books like I kind of just like a, a couple of years ago I just started getting back into books as well I used to like read uh, um some stuff about poetry like I loved reading I loved reading like quotes like I'm a big fan of like the quotes on Facebook that you know you should you know how there's like poetry you know uh like stuff you can like like share right you know yeah uh so it's like the it's like the poetry websites or whatever you know like this uh you know whatever it is you know and uh yeah so I kind of like started and I was like, dude, I got to read more like I used to do back then. So, um, yeah, I kind of, I'm, 
anything about about life about like all that like you know yeah. i'm into like mystery as well but it's like you know it's different things but more about life you know than would you else. say like you like also like like philosophy type of books which is like talks yeah. about life too yeah and oh, those are amazing like you know those could actually help you out sometimes or well, a lot of times actually you know so it's like you know they make you know sometimes you don't know how to like um handle a situation and you get you know you read something and you're like wait okay i never thought about it from this perspective now i got it from this perspective and maybe okay this helped me along the way so it's like you know it, it's very like uh interesting you know yeah it changes <laughs> your perspective and then like reading other people's poetry and stuff it's like you know yeah. it also inspires you like for me whenever i write a lot of the things that i get inspired by is just like i'm listening to a song and i'm like oh you know i'm just some random line or something pops in my head yeah. and i'm like okay like i need to write that down so yeah like, i'm very like real quick uh i'm very like um i don't know my mind works very like on the clock like you know what i mean it's like yeah. i can I don't sleep that much. Uh, I can get like three or four hours of sleep and I still, I'll still go to work or two hours of sleep and I'll still go to work. But there's moments where I'll be like, you know, if I'm trying to sleep, but I, ha I have very bad insomnia. So like whenever I'm trying to sleep, sometimes a line will just pop into my head and I'm like, oh my God, like I've slept that much, but I need to get up and write this down before I forget it. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I and like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a love and a hate thing because it's like, oh man, I can always like, do I really have to get up right now? But then I like, I don't, but I want to keep that line. You know, I, I want to keep that line because it's don't good for that from your yeah. Mystery bank, so. and, yeah, that's a good thing that, to do to write it down. Definitely, even if you don't get the whole poem or whatever, just like boom, you already from there, you already got you got something to start off with. <laughs> of course, just oh, like you know. That. So, how did you go from reading to writing? Um, reading to writing. Like I said, I was always a writer, yeah. and like. It's it's weird because I never knew that I was I'm not the best at writing, but it's kind of it's kind of crazy because I remember do you remember back in the days when like they would grade you I don't know if they still do this but you remember back in high school when they would grade you on ones twos threes and fours and compositions yes I would get like threes and fours and I'm like wait what like and then that's where I was like wait I, I, I it's not the first time this happens like it's happened like five times so I'm like okay I'm pretty good at this I guess right yeah and then I started loving it and I started putting more into it. And like whenever I would write compositions, I, I would always like pick the most personal topic if we had a choice of uh, our topic. But like, let's just say they gave us like a theme or something like they gave us, a, you know, they gave us their own theme, what to write about. I'll be like, OK, so let's just say it was like, all right, what's the worst situation you've been in? Like, you know, uh, that you can remember or that kind of like maybe traumatize you. I would think I could think back about like a. In 07, when me and my buddy uh, Martin got into a car accident, and like the car got totaled, like we hit the, the car, but like the, it was a drunk driver that got right in front of us, so like it was his fault, the drunk driver's fault, but like you know we ended up hitting him because he was on a stop sign, so uh, and like we're about to pass him, and that's where he like you know rushes right in front of us, and like it was a very bad collision, and um I I've written about that about that and like. I've had like professors come up to me like, hey, that's a very good, you know, I like your composition. I like your story and yeah. it's very personal. So key for me yeah. is like- Like really, really deep thoughts. <laughs> like I write about the most personal thing that I could ever think about, you know? Um, so it's like, it, it kind of helps me in a way as a writer. That's awesome. Um, and that helps yeah. other people too. So you'd also say like, aside from poetry, like you'd be a pretty good storyteller also, huh? <laughs> That, that's actually what I, uh, you know, poet, storyteller, you know. Um, no tie, tie in yeah. the same. Every poet's got their own style. And I mean, uh, so it's like me, I, I love to write metaphors and stuff like that. Like, you know, like every, of course, every poet uh, has metaphors, but I'm very like, how should I say it? Um, okay, like I could be outside, you know, my backyard and I could just, I could like get inspiration from anything. Yeah. And I always tell people like there's poetry and everything. That's, that's what I think. Like, I can be looking up at the stars and there's poetry there. There's stories to tell, you know, Definitely. you can like, you can I hear about you. like, you can do information about the stars and like, you're like, oh, I didn't know this. So you can put that in a metaphor. Like, you know, let's just say it's a love poem, right? Yeah. It'll be like, I have it. I think I have this uh, one like poetry quote that I wrote and it says, um, people say the North star is the brightest star in the constellation. 
but how is how could that be possible when the only stars are bright are your eyes like yeah, something like that you know what i mean uh wow, you know what I mean? like, so rico like, suave. <laughs> yeah it's like i, I, can I use that line yeah. at the bar no i'm just kidding <laughs> you can i that's, don't mind that's but, a very romantic line i actually yeah. like that line <laughs> i might use that <laughs> i like you know what i mean like so I, i've used that before like you know like metaphors like that and stuff like that like um also like i i've used something like with the, like see the birds right and i'm like Okay, like you see birds, you know how how they're up on branches, yeah. And like, um, or I can say something like, um, maybe like a love quote where it says, um, like the moon speaks, the moon speaks to me. The moon, if the moon could, if the moon could speak, it could tell me about you. Like you know, it tells me that you're doing okay. It's just you know, just different things like that. You know, so that's cool. I like but, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, I think you're like you do really good love poems huh <laughs> yeah i try to do more than just love poems like that's what i started <laughs> off with so i guess that's why i've done it so much but i that's why i started writing like about childhood mental health and just yeah. different things you know yeah, about death. topics important things that other people can relate yeah. to that's so awesome yeah, so i don't want i don't, I don't want to just be known as a love poet because like that's what i was known yeah. for in the very beginning oh romantic poet oh hopeless romantic poet oh love poet i'm like Okay, I appreciate that, but I hope I hope y'all don't just know me for that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't just remember me for that. I got. I'm a multi-talented man. <laughs> exactly. I'm okay, like, so um, <laughs> what was the purpose of Broken Reflections? Like the book, the name specifically. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you can see. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, it's like a broken mirror. Yeah. And like you see the lights here. Yeah, I and do I gotta. And I gotta give props to Cindy because she was the one that actually she's helped me out a lot, and she's actually the one that's she's always given me like ideas. Okay, um, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You don't have to do this, but what do you think about? It? And she's the one that gave me this idea. Um, she's actually she's actually the one that um, um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was her idea to use broken because I was actually gonna call it pandemic reflection because the purpose of this book, yeah, was because you know how bad 2020 was, you know people were passing away and I wasn't really my intention to write a book, but I stayed in for a year and a half. Right. And I was, I was just doing nothing but writing. I was like, nah, you know what? I'd rather keep it safe right now because it's getting a little bit worse. So I stayed in for about a year and a half and all I was doing was writing, working and writing. That's all I was doing. So before the pandemic, I had 15 poems only written. Right. Wow. And, uh, I came back when I started coming back out in May of 2021, I had more than 200 poems written. So, um, I, you know, it wasn't my intention to write a book, but there's some people that were like asking me, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? And I was kind of like, not enough poetry uh, to do it. So, wow. Yeah. That's what they said too. They're like, man, you have enough poem, like you have enough poems for like two books. And I was like, and I, and I thought about it and I, I feel bad that I, that it took like going from like, um, I feel bad that it took like thinking about having people pass away to do it. But I started thinking like, okay, um, there's a lot of pop people not here anymore, right? You know, there, there's been a lot of negativity. The world could use more positivity. Definitely. So it's like, you know, I was like, you know what? Maybe people are right. Maybe I should write a book. So I put up a status about like, I, I put up a status question saying, hey, what do y'all think about me writing a book? And there's a lot of comments. Like there was a lot of like reactions and people, yeah, do it, do it. And then Cindy reached out to me. Only live once. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Let me let me go put out a book. You know, let me try this. And um, if you see this, you know, there's a the broken the broken mirror. Yeah. You see the lights. So pretty much the the idea with that, the representation of that is like, this is about going through trouble times, like depression or death, anything, and and coming back out. You know, like you know, in a positive manner. You know what I mean? It's pretty yeah, much, you know, I think yeah. a lot of people feel like that broken inside, but it's like reflecting on that too, <laughs> like reflecting. I was, those I was doing a lot of reflecting, so I had a lot to write about. <laughs> and like, that's what the I lights off. Love, love the love the book. I like. I can't wait to get my copy so I can read it. <laughs> and that's the light. That's what the lights here represent. Is the light at the end of the tunnel. So like when Cindy um, brought this up to me, I was like, oh my god, this is perfect. And it was going to be called Pandemic Reflections, but Cindy brought up the idea. She brought up the, her point that, like, okay, but I don't think, like, 
pandemic reflections, like a lot of people can write about that. You search pandemics and like, you know, there's going to be so many, you're not going to be able to, you know, it's going to be hard to find because there's going to be so many pandemic, pandemic this, pandemic that. So I don't remember it was me or her that came up with broken, but one of us came up with that. And I was like, that sounds perfect. You know, uh, broken. That was the theme or the concept of your book. Yeah. It's about like people feeling broken and then, you know, uh, you know, kind of growing from your pain. So that's pretty much the, the message uh, behind the book is like, you know, I want people to remember this as like, okay, the message I'm trying to put out is that, you know, no matter what you go through, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. It takes time to heal. But yeah. when you find you, you know, it's going to be worth it because, you know, like there's people go through pain and they hide it, you know? And I understand that I've been there. I've been there before, you know, so I'm not here to judge, but I want them to know that there's always people out there to help, you know? So um, it has a lot of poems about death and, uh, you know, has some heartbreak poems. It has, a, um, has poems about mental health. So it's like, it's a very deep book. You know, I went back to look at it even more and I'm like, man. You're like, I can't <laughs> believe I did this. Like, wow. Yeah. Man, you definitely accomplished something great. I just want to say like, wow, dude. Like you are such an inspiration to so many people who want to like, you know, possibly write, you know, a, a book and get published yeah. and stuff. And you'll definitely be remembered, you know, like when it's our time, it's our time, right? But you will be remembered as somebody who was helpful to others and, you know, shared certain experiences with other people so uh, what yeah. genre would you consider your book um i was thinking about that earlier um i thought about that uh the past few days i was like i think oh man i don't want to say drama but probably like life you know what i mean like i don't know if there's like a i don't know if there's a genre that says life or anything but that would probably be like right there that would it would probably fit that you make the new genre hashtag yeah. life yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? What could what could it fit through? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like yeah, drama. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> drama. I mean, was, that's a, that might be a good one. There's a lot of drama involved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Life. Oh, uh, <laughs> tragedy. Heartbreak. Life. Yeah, of course. So maybe that, or like, if there's a genre called life at a at a book place, that'll probably fit perfectly. Everyone's gonna quote Ricky Martinez on this one. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag life let's start hashtag book hashtag life, started. You know, reflections right there you know oh i love it i love it so um are you going to be going on any book tours or do you have anything planned to try maybe in the future um, something like that i actually have two shows coming up um i just performed uh last thursday at rocha's bar I had my uh, eighth gig there and uh shout out to ray rocha for uh you know having me perform there tocayo. Uh, yeah it was a very good oh ray ray rocha <laughs> not tocayo it's not ricky <laughs> but he's the owner he's the owner of a uh, rocha's bar and like uh i met him a few times and like you know i remember i had met him because of my buddy hector because he was working there at the same bar and uh, you know we caught up and like you know i he let me perform there and like uh, that was my eighth gig and it was actually the first place i ever actually got paid and i was like wow like this this is cool so I got, but um, I got Ooh, two more. Shows. I got two shows coming up. I got two shows coming up. Um, I'm performing this Thursday. Oh, well, this coming Thursday at AG's Bar from nine to ten. And then uh, that that's Saturday. I'm performing at La Luna. I'm having a one hour show there too, from eight thirty to nine thirty. Nice. We'll be up. actually showing yeah. us that too. So uh, we'll and like, sure. so I'm gonna be doing a. I'm gonna be a book tour. Uh, I don't know. If I don't think it's a book tour, but I'd be having, I'll be having like a book signing. I'll be selling books. I think it is considered a book tour because I mean, you're kind of like going to different locations. I mean, I know it's not like, you know, a tour all over the world, but maybe like a book tour in Laredo because I know that you've already gone to like a La Cultura, right? And you did the first Mystic Fest. So you're going, you are kind of like hopping around. So somewhat kind of yeah. like a book yeah. tour. But yeah. Just, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah, so um, I'll be I'll be doing that. I'll be you know going place to place. Uh, I might have like, I also have like a deal going on with Frontera Beer Garden, but that'll be like when I buy more books. Um, because like I'm gonna be selling books, but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have half and half. So, um, cause like I gotta like you know I'm I'm trying to like stay with this as much as possible because I got more people reaching out to me that want to buy more books. So I got some more books that I ordered from Cindy, and like we're we already ordered them, and they're coming up. Uh, I should be getting them by next week. 
and I'll be having more. Uh, so, you know what I mean? It's crazy. I don't, I didn't think it, I didn't think a lot of people would want to buy the book. I didn't know what to expect, but like, you know, I still got more people that want to buy it and it's like very successful. Like, you know, um, it's, I'm, I'm having a good, pretty, pretty good, like fan base, you know? And it's like, wow. Like it's still, it's Dude, been, you'll be getting it, fan yeah. mail and you know, it's, it's lots of girls throwing themselves at you. I've been having a good fan base, right? It's very, very been a week, and it's like I'm still processing all of this. It's like, oh, we want you to sign it. I'm like, oh, I'll be happy to, but like, I never expected that. You know what I mean? So oh, it was. That's like, so sweet. That's special, yeah. man. Like, awesome. I'm very grateful for that. You know what I mean? I don't know what to expect. Everybody you know, deserves like, that that spot, <laughs> chance the spotlight, especially when it's like you're doing something so great for everybody, and everybody can relate to you, and you know, everybody just loves that. You know. They love, I guess they love that they can relate to your work. So. Yeah. And I always tell them, I appreciate that, you know, and uh, it like the word's always spreading. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I don't know how many people, like I'm pretty sure there's even more people because there's been more people reaching out to me. I had a few people reach out to me uh, this morning and like, that's the thing. Like I have only 12 books left right now, but those are that I'm saying for ages but I got more coming, so I have them. I'm preserving. The they're selling like hotcakes. They're selling like water burger. Huh? Yeah. Crazy, but uh, it was very, you know, it's very, very, I'm very appreciative of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I really appreciate that so much. It's like the support, you know, and I and I post the status about that too because like I, I can't help but you know let people know how grateful I am for that. So it's uh it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience. Well, it's not every day you get to meet like a published author in Laredo, so that's pretty awesome. I need to check yeah. out Cindy's work too. So I wouldn't want to get my copy from her and you. Yeah. So that would be I, so awesome. <laughs> I actually just bought a book, I think like two weeks ago. Uh, I bought both the books and like, they're very, they're very amazing. Like it's like, I, I like her work. So it's like, you know, <laughs> I always tell her like, she has, she has this kind of imagery poetry. And it's like she has you like kind of thinking. It's like, oh snap! Like you know, you can really like you can really visualize what it is that yeah. she's Oh, okay, that sounds amazing, man! I can't wait to check that out. Um, so do you plan on writing any other books, um, narratives or poems? Uh, narrative, I've been thinking about, but like, um, I'm not too sure if I'm gonna write a narrative yet. But poetry, yeah. It, uh, I don't know when. I really don't know when, but I do know that I want to write another book soon. Um, you know, as soon as like I get, you know, all this, uh, you know, start doing more stuff with this. So I don't know when, but it's going to happen. <laughs> awesome. I will say. Well, we look forward to hearing more of your, you know, work and seeing more of your books. And I honestly hope that you do continue to write more books. I honestly feel like you're going to be really, really successful at that. Um, so I know that you've been also hosting a lot of writing workshops um i just wanted to know what inspired you to do this for you know other people and for laredo actually like i only did two uh <laughs> but <laughs> one was a uh, virtual that was my first one and uh you know what inspired me to do that was like everybody that um axel armando lopez shout out to him he's like the grandfather of poetry in our uh i remember Laredo, him I, I remember seeing him he's, like, like, he's he like one of my yeah. favorite poets to uh, at the reporters time <laughs> so he was the very first person that i went to that i uh, he was the very first teacher that i had at a poetry workshop and i remember i still remember this um he gave us this theme it was called something is like heaven to me or I, oh what was it i i had this no i think it was called uh it was something having to do with like your favorite place and I wrote this poem called uh, The Ranch is Like Heaven to Me. I, and I wrote this poem about the ranch, how like, I, cause I'm an outdoorsman. Oh man, I hate that I can't remember that theme, but I know that it was about like, you know, it was about places like, actually I think it was like, this place is like church to me. Sorry, there you go. So I put this, the ranch is like church to me. So um, shout out to Axel for giving me that, uh, you know, that inspiration. And like, I got, I got to other workshops after that. I've probably been to like maybe like five or six of them. But and like, I was like, oh, yeah. um, sorry. And it was actually my buddy, uh, A.B. De Luna, who's also, uh, he's also part of Laredo Borderstep Poetry and he's a poet and a musician. Mm -hmm. He's actually the one that, uh, he kind of gave me this idea. Like he, he 
he reached out to me and was like, hey, um, we need someone to like have a workshop. What do you think about hosting? And I was like, you know what? That'll be cool because, you know, I always wanted to do a workshop on metaphors. So like, you know, like anybody that who doesn't know how to do metaphors or doesn't know much about it, I'm pretty good at it. So it's like, you know, I was like, okay, we, we get a chance to teach pros. both. I can see why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like I'm still learning. I've been doing this for about maybe going on three years, but I'm still learning. I always tell people like, I don't know everything about poetry. I know how to write, but that doesn't mean like there's different ways to perform. There's different yeah. ways to write. There's different ways. So it's like, you know, I'm still learning. It just inspires me. So that's why, like, I did that for the first time, and I did I did it for my second time at uh, Golodina. So uh, I did it over there. Um, I met the manager, and he, you know, he uh, talked to the owner, and they let me do a poetry workshop over there live, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, like three people showed up, but the fact of the matter is, like, as long as like, one, two, three people doesn't matter, you know. Um, there could be as many people or very little people that show up, but I, I'll still be happy. I'll still be happy at that class because so I want, like, I want to. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, what was your goal for the workshops? Like when you were doing them, to teach as much as I can, to show them as much as I to show them what I know, and maybe uh, you know it'll help them along the way. That's awesome. Do you plan on doing any more or would you want to host another one? Yeah, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I think that's I, the next step after writing a book, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, ironically, I took that step before writing the book, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's also another inspiration to it was the fact that like, I wanted to be trying new things. Um, I, I told myself like, you know what? Write this book because you know what you got nothing to lose. There's a lot of people that lost their lives, and I hate the fact that like it took having that for me to have that perspective. But I was like, you know what, you know, there's a lot of people going through a lot right now. A lot of people have passed away through COVID. So do as much as you can because life, you know, is short, and that's why I was throwing myself out there. You know, I when I perform. For the first time, when AJ's gave me that first uh, that first gig, I don't know what to expect. I was like, I might get booed off stage because it's a bar. So it's like, I, I don't know what it's like to perform at a bar by myself. I'm used to performing in competitions. But when I, when I did that for the first time, oh, man, what a crowd I had. And, uh, you know, I had, a, I had very good support there. And it was very, it was very awesome. You know, that it was very, like, it was so amazing that they asked me to bring open mics. <laughs> And we had that for a good three months until like um, the NFL season came and it happened to like, you know, be at the same time with the poetry open mics. Yeah. So they asked me what I wanted to do. And I know they have more events. So I didn't, you know, there's, there's, it's hard to fit in the schedule. So it's like, you know what, I'll, I'll bring them off right now and I'll, I'll bring them back later on, you know, sometime uh, whenever we get the chance, you know, but yeah, that was pretty How much. How did you come across Los Olvidados? Los Olvidados? I'm a big coffee addict, right? So um, I've been there a few times. And like, I think the very first time I went there, I think it was through a poetry workshop. Um, Tom Bayancel, uh, another poet that uh, a buddy of mine also was also part of, uh, also part of uh, Laredo Border Slam. And like, you know, uh, I actually don't know. I had been there one time before that. So that was the second time I was there. He was teaching a poetry workshop. And I've gone for their coffee too as well. Shout out to Los Olaos as well, because... For real, shout out to them. Like, honestly, yeah. I, when when we attempted the first <laughs> video, I honestly loved, just loved the vibe when we went over there. Um, Like, the coffee was good. <laughs> I like how they what? sell stuff there. And it just looks so comfortable. And then they have the stage. So I, I can see why you liked it there. <laughs> it, it's so yeah. fitting for, like, poets to work there. So hopefully there's oh, more yeah. shoes and stuff there. <laughs> it's a very good place, like, to host the workshop um the, uh, when i went to the workshop over there it was like wow like olvidados and that's how you came across you know that awesome environment yeah they actually let me perform there once uh i that was one of my other gigs that i had i performed there for an hour and it was like wow you know it, it was a really not that many people showed up but like you know as long as like you know and that and that's how it is when you perform live like by yourself you know you got to get used to like having Little people, you know, decent people there, like, you know, decent amount of people, like large crowds. 
small like, I remember salads, when, medium crowds, yeah. <laughs> people who are Somebody into it, people who are there for other reasons, but gay yeah. interest. I definitely get you. Like, I think that's how it is for all any type of entertainer, you know. So, um, so would you like to actually read one of your poems here? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, let's see. Which one's your favorite one? Um, I have a lot of favorites, but I think I'm going to read my most personal one. It's the first one in my book. Okay. <clears throat> and it's one that people, people have read already. And they come up to me and they're like, oh, man, like, yeah, she wrote that. I was like, yeah. It's because it's about my grandma who passed away. Um, she was uh, pretty much like the story to this is that, you know, um, when my grandpa passed back in 07, she was having a hard time, you know, dealing with his death. Understandable. So, like, she was moving back and forth, like, with my uncle and aunt in Austin, I think, and uh, what's called um, for a few months. And then she would come live with us, you know, for a few months. And she kind of got tired of, like, just moving up and down, you know. Um, so, like, she chose to live with us. And it was one of those things where she was really depressed, you know what I mean? And I didn't handle what she had to say very well because she would – I didn't understand it at the time. I was a lot younger. Well, like, you know, I feel like I could have handled this well because she would tell me, like, uh, like I want to leave this earth already. And, like, you know, I didn't know how to handle it. <clears throat> I didn't know how to handle it. So, my bad. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it's a kind of, like, an uncomfortable topic to subject to kind of talk about, you know. But I can so it was like, yeah, so it's about her death. And, like, you know, um, I also mentioned in the uh, one of the last parts where, like, I had a dream about her the, the night before her funeral. And I saw my grandpa up in heaven and my grandma up there. And like, you know, they had a message for me. It's, it's going to be okay. So it was like, and I felt so real. And it took me, it took me a very long time to actually write this poem. Because I really didn't, you know, I didn't think I was ever going to write it. And I really didn't have the words for it. And it was like, you know, and every time I would try to write it, I would choke up. And it was like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, right now is not the time, you know. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And also, it's called I Know You're Still There. And the reason why is because besides the fact that I can still feel our presence, is the fact that when she was living here with us before she passed away, there was this chair that we have in our living room. And it's like, it, it was her chair. So it was her favorite chair. So she would be the one to sit there. Yeah. So she'd always be there watching TV and stuff like that. And like, it was crazy. One night, I'm like, um, I passed by that chair. And like, I kind of felt like, like, you know, when you kind of feel like, oh, snap, like, I feel like some, I'm not alone in this room. You know what I mean? I was by myself. Like that, that spirit presence. Like a, so I, like a presence of, like, a spirit there. Like, you could feel the person that's passed on. Like, you could feel their energy, their vibe, or something there. Like, I felt that before, too, with my brother. I have. So I completely understand where, where you're coming from when you say that you feel, because I honestly personally believe that like our spirit never dies, like our body dies, but our spirit continues to exist. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's very like, it hit me like a wave. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what to think. And I was like, okay, I got the perfect title for this book. Cause like, I thought that for a good while, thought that like a few times I was like, Every time I pass by, I'm like, you know, I say a prayer, you know, I do this and I, you know, I say a prayer to her chair and I'm like, I know you're still here with us, you know, like, I, I, I feel you like I've, I know you're still here with us. Like, you know, I felt your presence more than once. So, yeah. So I was like, the first thing I said, like when I saw it the first time, I was like, I know you're still there. So I called it, I know you're still there. That's pretty much, that's the name of the very first poem in my book because it's, uh, it's one of my, it's one of my most personal uh, poems in the book so people have read it and they're like oh man like it's a crazy that's a crazy uh like in a good way like you know what I mean? it's, but people will be like man i felt that you know and i'm like i appreciate that you know so yeah i can't wait to hear it <laughs> i think of her i feel her i see her everything beautiful around me i can still feel her presence in this house while you're back in me that chair in our living room carries many memories of that sweet old lady. She looks just as beautiful spiritually as she did before she moved up to heaven. I bet God said, we brought heaven to people on earth, so when you go to sleep tonight, I'll bring heaven to you. 
I look up to the sky and I say, I miss you. I love you. I know you, I know you and grandpa are here with us through every moment of our lives. I still hear a voice. It's the most beautiful sound I ever heard. It's like an angel on your shoulder telling you that everything will be fine. It's like the cricket humming a tune when you're enjoying the outdoors. It's like ocean waves dashing away your problems so fast and you just forget about what you're depressed about. Like enjoying a beautiful sunrise with the love of your life, just looking at them and saying, this is perfection. I'll dream and hear questions. How was your day at work, Do You like this show? Have you found a woman you can share your life with? True love meant a lot to her. She experienced it firsthand. I can still hear the story of her one true love taking her out to dance. I can still hear the pain of her. I can still hear the pain in her voice when she said, "I miss him so much. I wish I was with him. I love him. I want to be in heaven already so I can see him again." It burned a hole in me, hearing her talking about dying, dying and death, about how the world doesn't need her anymore. I never understood why she would say that to her own grandson, but she knew that I hated it. Or just maybe, it wasn't a thought of suicide. Maybe it was a thought of I enjoyed the ride, but if God calls me home. And that's fine, because I live my life. I'm sorry I got so angry sometimes, but it's not you that I hated. It was a painful thought of being without you. It's a horrible thought of you not being with us anymore. But even though I didn't want her to go, even though I did not want her to go, I love to imagine that my grandpa yelled out her name from those golden gates and said, my dear, it's time to finally come home. Now, I'm the one who is in the outdoors, keeping company among the stars, staring out in the open, and I can see her smile in the sky. I can see my grandpa taking her, taking her hand. They're dancing along to a beautiful song. The words aren't quite clear, but I can hear his voice as he tells her, I love you, and I've been waiting all these years for your arrival, my dear. I'm so glad that you're here. He did everything he could to make her happy here on earth. Now he's making her happy in the afterlife. I like to imagine that my grandpa requested some music from any mariachi up in heaven. It's, he says, can you play your favorite tune? It's already bright up in heaven, but a smile makes you a brighter room. You see, I had this dream of both of them in that very same room the night before a funeral. He tells me, don't be sad until she loves her new home. I see my grandpa for the very first time in so many years. He's standing right next to a bar he smiles and says, do you want a whiskey or a beer? You're a lot older now, so there's no age limit for you here. I told him, I'll take a whiskey. We cheers with our glasses and say cheers. Happy to see each other. We talk a while, we say our farewells, and then they tell me that they'll always be with me. I know they meant every word because every night when I pass by grandma's old chair, I can feel their spirits next to me. I know you're still there. I know you're listening. I know you're still there. And I turn around and I tell her once again with a smile, I love you. I know you're still there. That was beautiful. Appreciate I really, it. I really enjoyed it. I really connected with it too. I, I, I teared up a little bit. You just can't see <laughs> the glasses. <laughs> I always... That's a very beautiful poem and I, I definitely can relate to it. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people can relate to that. I, yeah, I did. It was like, oh, you know, a little glass of whiskey. You know, like, like that felt cool like, Just saying. Yeah, and it felt so real. Like that dream was like, I literally, you know, when you wake up, you're like, you wake up or like, just say you have like a crazy dream and you're like, wait a minute, you're just looking around, you're like, is this really happening? You know what I mean? Like, where you get you get that like uh you get that like, little scare. You know what I mean? So it's like with that dream, I woke up kind of like a lucid like, dream. Yeah. That's what I think you yeah. were having a lucid dream. Like and your spirit like, was like called to visit them, or they yeah. were visiting you. <laughs> I've had a lot of dreams like that. I don't even want, like I could go on forever and ever about those type of dreams, but we can talk about that later <laughs> through messenger. Yeah, I, I still get like choked up whenever I perform that poem. I'm still learning how to perform it without like you know, uh, kind of messing up a little bit because, uh man, just I get chills right now. It's a great poem though, and um, 
I think you did pretty good, you know. But yeah, with more practice on stage and stuff. I think it's just, you yeah. know, a little, I think you're also just a little bit camera shy. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, I, I really don't get camera shy anymore. Like, I really don't get, I don't, I don't think I get, like, shy anymore on stage. I think, I had, I think I've had enough gigs and done enough competitions to, like, actually, like, you know, I, I still get chills, though. I get anxious. I actually get more anxious to go up. And I'm like, oh, man, like, like I, I, like I love listening to, like, you know, different poets. But, like, it's like, um, like, you can't wait. You always have that poem that you can't wait to perform. And, like, I guess that's how I am. Like, you know, like, I want to, like, I want to perform that poem as, you know, as much as possible. And it's like, it's very, uh, so, yeah, I get more anxious and nervous, you know, like, if anything, I think I get, like, not nervous, but, like, I still get chills performing this poem because, like, man, like, I, you know, I choke up at times. It's like, yeah. Poem, maybe that's, like, it's because I, what I believe when you get chills and stuff, especially when you're talking about people who have passed on, it's probably because they are, like, right, literally right behind you. Maybe. They're like, hey, maybe. I'm just here to. Like, I'm just popping in. And I might not stay very long, but I just came to pop in to show some support. Yeah. It's like, it's it's, it's crazy when you think about it like that. It's like, hey, you never know it could be true. I always tell people anything's possible, you know? Uh, don't just throw things off and be like, oh, no, that can't happen because it could. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. There's, there's, this one time where, there's this one time where I, I, I saw my grandma's face, like, on a cross, you know, looking down at me at church and I was like, am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing? And I was like, like literally I saw her face right there and I was like, but also I had like a couple cups, cups of coffee too. So like, but like I, so I, I had to like turn around and be like, wait, was this coffee? And I look back up, and I still see your face and I'm like, okay, no, it's not the coffee. It's, it's her, you know? So, so yeah, it's like, and yeah. <laughs> well, Ricky, I just want to say thank you again for coming on to the show. Like, I'm very intrigued by a lot of the things that you had to say. And I honestly feel like so many people are going to be inspired by and motivated by you. Um, before we end the call, do you want to, like, um, share any information on where you can get your book or um, this episode is going to be out, I think, next week? So um, um, maybe the Mystic Fair or, like... Um, you want to share your socials or plugins or send any shout outs to any yeah. of the people. I know you already sent out a lot of shout outs, but hey, <laughs> do yeah, your thing. Um, first of all, I want to, I want to say shout out to every person that's ever performed at their bar and uh, shout out to everybody who's been listening. Shout out to y'all for, for um, letting me be here, you know, for inviting me on. Shout out to the little boys from that poetry. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had a venue to ever do this. And uh, shout out to Cindy for helping me with the book. And um, okay, if you want, I have a, I have an Instagram poetry page, Miel underscore. My name is Ricky, but I have it under my middle name, Miel underscore one eighty four zero two. And if you want to see my stuff, um, you can catch Miel underscore one eight four zero two. You can catch uh, my poetry page there. I have different poems. I have different poetry quotes that are there. You can you'll see all the news from uh, competitions, um, Laredo Board Slam, uh, poetry slams. Anytime I'm going to be performing, I'll, I'll share the news. I'll share everything. And uh, if you want to look for me uh, on Facebook, I also share the news there as well. Uh, Miguel Martinez. Full. Miguel Martinez. Uh, so, um, and I just want to uh, let everybody know that um, I'll be performing two shows coming up. I'll be performing this, uh, well, this coming Thursday on June 7th. I mean, July 7th, sorry. From uh, 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. at AG's Bar. And I'll be signing. Uh, I'll be selling and signing books afterwards. And I'll be also performing that Saturday at uh, La Luna on Chihuahua Street. And uh, it's a pretty cool deal. Shout out to, uh, to Mandy, who's also like one of, the, one of the owners from La Luna, for inviting me over there, for letting me perform there. And uh, yeah, so shout out to them. And like, you catch me performing over there this coming Saturday from 8.30 to 9.30. And uh, my will be opening up for me. She'll be uh, opening up. Uh, she'll be the opener for my show. And over there, you can, you can. There's a lot of vendors. A lot of people. You know, you can catch my book being sold there. You can catch Cindy's uh, book being sold there. And there's other vendors that sell different things. And you know, they got beer. They got other drinks. Uh, not alcohol, but they Ooh. got like <laughs> right, 
tea, yeah, coffee, yeah. Um, I don't know if they sell coffee. I wish it did, but uh, they have food there. And like, you know, we perform. We're uh, besides musicians, we're also the entertainment. So you can catch like four poets performing there at times. But this uh, this Saturday, I'll be performing a live show. We're uh, gonna be there too. We're gonna go IPP. Awesome. <laughs> we'll see you there. All right. Well, it was such a pleasure working with you, and uh, thank you also again for being on the show. Um, y'all, check out Cindy's episode. That's going to be. I sure will. Check out I Cindy's sure. episode. Check out all of our other episodes with Alejandro Fajardo, and don't forget to go onto Spotify and uh, go to Introverted Poets Podcast. Um, you know. Um, instagram page and you know all the links will be posted in this video below um miguel's links um other information and details will be posted in the link below so um without further ado <laughs> also, real quick um one more, yeah one more thing as well i just want to say you could also find my book broken reflections you can find it if you want to order you can order it on amazon or you can also order it on elusivepublishing.com, which is my uh, publisher Cindy's page. You can order it there, and it's ten dollars on both of them. If not, you can get it from me. You can, uh, you know, if you're gonna save my Facebook or my Instagram, you can reach out to me for a book. I got more copies coming up, um, and they're just ten dollars as well, you know. And I'll sign up for you if you want to. They're very affordable, everybody. Yeah. So yes, go get his book now if you haven't gotten it. I have to go. It's on my list right now. <laughs> I wish. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you once again for having me. Okay. You're <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Let's work. Yo. It's go time, show time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo. Ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Let's work. Bring the thunder. Let's go. Bring the thunder. Let's work. Bring the thunder. Let's go. Yeah, it's my time, your time, step into the spotlight Get lit, yo, let yourself go High time, high time, gotta go big time This is it, yo, never take no flight time Grind time, take it to the street time Turn the roof off, get loco Game time, win time